Since you've made it this far, you must be enjoying this book, and that makes me so happy. You deserve to sleep well every night, so be sure to check out the Sleepy Bookshelf premium feed where you'll find exclusive bonus episodes. That way, you'll never run out of stories to put you to sleep. Good evening, and welcome to the Sleepy Bookshelf, where we put down our worries from the day and pick up a good book. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm so glad you chose to be here tonight. This evening, we'll be returning to Winnie the Pooh, but before we do, let's give ourselves some time to recenter. Find a cozy spot in bed, pulling your blankets around you and rest your head heavily on your pillow. Imagine yourself sinking into your mattress and release any hold you have on any muscles in your body. To clear your mind, take a nice, deep breath into your belly. Feel your tummy fill with air, and when you exhale, let it all go. Once more, inhale and exhale. Last time you were here, Pooh came across Eeyore seeming particularly sad by himself by the stream. When Pooh inquired, Eeyore revealed that it was his birthday, but everyone had forgotten. In a panic, Pooh ran home to get something to give to Eeyore as a gift and to tell the others. Piglet was outside when he got to his house And when Pooh explained, Piglet ran home to fetch a balloon he had. Pooh grabbed a small jar of honey. On the way back to Eeyore, Pooh got hungry, forgot why he was walking, and ate the honey from the jar. Afterwards, realizing what he had done, he decided he could still give him the pot for useful things. He went to Owl to ask him to write a happy birthday on the jar. Meanwhile, Piglet was racing to find Eeyore, hugging his balloon tightly, when suddenly he tripped, fell, and the balloon popped. By the time Pooh made it back to Eeyore, Piglet had already given him the burst balloon and was feeling very sad about it. But when Pooh gave Eeyore the useful, though empty, jar, Eeyore began putting his balloon in the pot and taking it out again, seeming very pleased with his gifts indeed. In the next story, Kanga and Roo arrived out of nowhere in the Hundred Acre Wood, Rabbit was not happy and planned with Piglet and Pooh to kidnap Baby Roo in order to tell Kanga she could have him back if she promised to leave the forest forever. 
Pooh was supposed to distract Kanga with a poem, while Kanga switched room for Piglet in her pouch. And that's where we pick back up tonight, with Pooh trying to keep Kanga's attention. So just relax and focus on my voice as I turn to the next pages of Winnie the Pooh. Chapter 7 In which Kanga and Baby Roo come to the forest and Piglet has a bath, continued. Rabbit gave Pooh a hurrying up sort of nudge. Talking of poetry, said Pooh, have you ever noticed that tree right over there? Where? said Kanga. Right over there said Pooh, pointing behind Kanga's back. No, said Kanga. Now jump in, Roo dear, and we'll go home. You ought to look at that tree right over there, said Rabbit. Shall I lift you in, Roo? And he picked up Roo in his paws. I can see a bird in it from here, said Pooh. Or is it a fish? You ought to see that bird from here, said Rabbit, unless it's a fish. It isn't a fish, it's a bird, said Piglet. So it is, said Rabbit. Is it a starling or a blackbird, said Pooh. That's the whole question, said Rabbit. Is it a blackbird or a starling? And then, at last, Kanga did turn her head to look. And the moment that her head was turned, Rabbit said, In you go, Roo. And he jumped Piglet into Kanga's pocket. And off scampered Rabbit with Roo in his paws as fast as he could. Why, where's Rabbit? said Kanga, turning round again. Are you all right, Roo, dear? Piglet made a squeaky roo noise from the bottom of Kanga's pocket. Rabbit had to go away, said Pooh. I think he thought of something he had to go and see about suddenly. And Piglet? I think Piglet thought of something at the same time. Suddenly. Well, we must be getting home, said Kanga. Goodbye, Pooh. And in three large jumps, she was gone. Pooh looked after her as she went. I wish I could jump like that, he thought. Some can and some can't. That's how it is. But there were moments when Piglet wished that Kanga couldn't. Often, when he had had a long walk home through the forest, he had wished that he were a bird. But now he thought, jerkily to himself, at the bottom of Kanga's pocket, If this is flying, I shall really never take to it. And as he went up in the air, he said, Oh, 
in this he came down, he said, Ow! And he was saying, Ooh, ow! Ooh, ow! Ooh, ow! All the way to Kanga's house. Of course, as soon as Kanga unbuttoned her pocket, she saw what had happened. Just for a moment, she thought she was frightened. And then she knew she wasn't, for she felt quite sure that Christopher Robin would never let any harm happen to Rue. So she said to herself, If they're having a joke with me, I will have a joke with them. Now then, Rue dear, she said as she took Piglet out of her pocket. Bedtime. Ah, ha, said Piglet as well as he could after his terrifying journey. But it wasn't a very good, ah, ha, and Kanga didn't seem to understand what it meant. Bath first, said Kanga in a cheerful voice. Ah, ha, said Piglet again, looking ground anxiously for the others. But the others weren't there. Rabbit was playing with baby Roo in his own house and feeling more fond of him every minute. And Pooh, who had decided to be a kanga, was still at the sandy place on top of the forest, practicing jumps. I'm not at all sure said Kanga in a thoughtful voice, that it wouldn't be a good idea to have a cold bath this evening. Would you like that, Rue dear? Piglet, who had never been really fond of baths, shuddered a long, indignant shudder and said in as brave a voice as he could, Kanga, I see that the time has come to speak plainly. Funny little Roo, said Kanga as she got the bath water ready. I am not Roo, said Piglet. I am Piglet. Yes, dear, yes, said Kanga soothingly, and imitating Piglet's voice too, so clever of him. She went on as she took a large bar of yellow soap out of the cupboard. What will he be doing next? Can't you see? said Piglet. Haven't you got eyes? Look at me. I am looking, Rue dear, said Kanga. And you know what I told you yesterday about making faces? If you go on making faces like piglets, you will grow up to look like piglet and then think how sorry you will be. Now then, into the bath and don't let me have to speak to you about it again. Before he knew where he was, piglet was in the bath and Kanga was scrubbing him firmly with a large, leathery flannel. Said Piglet. Let me out. I'm Piglet. Don't open the mouth, dear, or soap goes in, said Kanga. 
There. What did I tell you? You did it on purpose, spluttered Piglet as soon as he could speak again, and then accidentally had another mouthful of lathery flannel. That's right, dear. Don't say anything, said Kanga, and in another minute, Piglet was out of the bath and being rubbed dry with a towel. Now, said Kanga, there's your medicine, and then bed. What medicine? said Piglet. To make you grow big and strong, dear. You don't want to grow up small and weak like Piglet, do you? Well then. At that moment, there was a knock on the door. Come in, said Kanga, and in came Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin, Christopher Robin, said Piglet. Tell Kanga who I am. She keeps saying I'm Rue. I'm not Rue. Am I? Christopher Robin looked at him very carefully and shook his head. You can't be Rue, he said, because I've just seen Rue playing at Rabbit's house. Well, said Kanga, fancy my making a mistake like that. There you are, said Piglet. I told you so. I'm Piglet. Christopher Robin shook his head. Oh, you're not Piglet, he said. I know Piglet well, and he's quite a different colour. Piglet began to say that this was because he had just had a bath, and then he thought that perhaps he wouldn't say that, and as he opened his mouth to say something else, Kanga slipped the medicine spoon into it and then patted him on the back and told him that it was really quite a nice taste when you got used to it. I knew it wasn't Piglet, said Kanga. I wonder who it can be. Perhaps it's some relation of Pooh's, said Christopher Robin. What about a nephew or uncle or something? Kanga agreed that this was probably what it was and said that they would have to call it by some name. I shall call it Pootle said Christopher Robin. Henry Pootle for short. And just when it was decided, Henry Pootle wriggled out of Kanga's arms and jumped to the ground. To his great joy, Christopher Robin had left the door open. Never had Henry Pootle Piglet run so fast as he ran then and he didn't stop running until he had got quite close to his house. But when it was a hundred yards away, he stopped running and rolled the rest of the way home so as to get his own nice, comfortable colour again. So Kanga and Roo stayed in the forest, and every Tuesday, Roo spent the day with his great friend Rabbit, and every Tuesday, 
Kanga spent the day with her great friend Pooh, teaching him to jump. And every Tuesday, Piglet spent the day with his great friend Christopher Robin, so they were all happy again. Chapter 8 in which Christopher Robin leads an expedition to the North Pole. One fine day, Pooh had stumped up to the top of the forest to see if his friend Christopher Robin was interested in bears at all. At breakfast that morning, A simple meal of marmalade spread lightly over a honeycomb or two. He had suddenly thought of a new song. It began like this. Sing ho for the life of a bear. When he had got as far as this, he scratched his head and thought to himself, that's a very good start for a song. But what about the second line? He tried singing it two or three times, but it didn't seem to help. Perhaps it would be better, he thought, if I sang, Hi, for the life of a bear. So he sang it, but it wasn't. Very well then, he said. I shall sing that first line twice. Perhaps if I sing it very quickly, I shall find myself singing the third and fourth lines before I have time to think of them, and that will be a good song. Now then, sing ho for the life of a bear. Sing ho for the life of a bear. I don't much mind if it rains or snows, because I've got a lot of honey on my nice new nose. I don't much care if it snows or thaws, cause I've got a lot of honey on my nice clean paws. Sing ho for a bear, sing ho for a poo, and I'll have a little something in an hour or two. He was so pleased with this song that he sang it all the way to the top of the forest. And if I go on singing it much longer, he thought, it will be time for a little something, and then the last line won't be true. So he turned it into a hum instead. Christopher Robin was sitting outside his door, putting on his big boots. As soon as he saw the big boots, Pooh knew that an adventure was going to happen, and he brushed the honey off his nose with the back of his paw and spruced himself up as well as he could so as to look ready for anything. Good morning, Christopher Robin, he called out. Hello, Pooh Bear. I can't get this boot on. That's bad, said Pooh. Do you think you could very kindly lean against me, because I keep pulling so hard that I fall over backwards? Pooh sat down, 
dug his feet into the ground and pushed hard against Christopher Robin's back. And Christopher Robin pushed hard against his and pulled and pulled at his boot until he had got it on. And that's that, said Pooh. What do we do next? We are all going on an expedition, said Christopher Robin as he got up and brushed himself. Thank you, Pooh. Going on an expedition, said Pooh eagerly. I don't think I've ever been on one of those. Where are we going to on this expedition? Expedition, silly old bear. It's got an X in it. Oh, said Pooh. I know. But he didn't really. We're going to discover the North Pole. Oh, said Pooh again. What is the North Pole? It's just a thing you discover, said Christopher Robin carelessly, not being quite sure himself. Oh, I see, said Pooh. Are bears any good at discovering it? Of course they are. And Rabbit and Kanga and all of you. It's an expedition. That's what an expedition means. A long line of everybody. You'd better tell the others to get ready. And we must all bring provisions. Bring what? Asked Pooh. Things to eat, said Christopher Robin. Oh, said Pooh happily. I thought you said provisions. I'll go and tell them. And he stumped off. The first person he met was Rabbit. Hello, Rabbit, he said. Is that you? Let's pretend it isn't, said Rabbit, and see what happens. I've got a message for you. I'll give it to him. We are all going on an expedition with Christopher Robin. What is it when we're on it? A sort of boat, I think, said Pooh. Oh, that sort, said Rabbit. Yes, and we're going to discover a pole or something. Or was it a mole? Anyhow, we're going to discover it. We are, are we? said Rabbit. Yes, and we've got to bring things to eat with us in case we want to eat them. Now I'm going down to Piglet's. Tell Kanga, will you? He left Rabbit and hurried down to Piglet's house. Piglet was sitting on the ground at the door of his house, blowing happily at a dandelion and wondering whether it would be this year, next year, sometime, or never. He had just discovered that it would be never and was trying to remember what it was and hoping it wasn't anything nice when Pooh came up. Oh, Piglet, said Pooh excitedly. We're going on an expedition, all of us, with things to eat to discover something. 
And to discover what? Said Piglet anxiously. Oh, just something. Nothing fierce. Christopher Robin didn't say anything about fierce. He just said it had an X. It isn't necks I mind, said Piglet earnestly. It's their teeth. But if Christopher Robin is coming, I don't mind anything. In a little while, they were all ready at the top of the forest, and the expedition started. First came Christopher Robin and Rabbit, then Piglet and Pooh, then Kanga with Roo in her pocket, and Owl, then Eeyore, and at the end, in a long line, all Rabbit's friends and relations. I didn't ask them, explained Rabbit carelessly. They just came. They always do. They can march at the end after Eeyore. What I say, said Eeyore, is that it's unsettling. I don't want to come on this, what Pooh said. I only came to oblige, but here I am, and if I'm at the end of the what we're talking about, then let me be at the end. But if every time I want to sit down for a little rest, I have to brush away half a dozen of Rabbit's smaller friends and relations first, then this isn't a whatever it is at all. It's simply a confused noise. That's what I say. I see what Eeyore means said Owl. If you ask me... I'm not asking anybody, said Eeyore. I'm just telling everybody. We can look for the North Pole, or we can play Here We Go Gathering Nuts and May with the end part of an ant's nest. It's all the same to me. There was a shout from the top of the line. Come on, called Christopher Robin. Come on, called Pooh and Piglet. Come on, called Owl. We're starting, said Rabbit. I must go. And he hurried off to the front of the expedition with Christopher Robin. All right, said Eeyore. We're going, only don't blame me. So they all went to discover the pole, and as they walked, they chattered to each other of this and that, all except Pooh, who was making up a song. This is the first verse, he said to Piglet when he was ready with it. First verse of what? Piglet asked. My song, said Pooh. What song? This one. Which one? Well, if you listen, Piglet, you'll hear it. How do you know I'm not listening? Pooh couldn't answer that one, so he began to sing. They all went off to discover the pole. Owl and Piglet and Rabbit and all. It's a thing you discover, as I've been told by Owl and Piglet and Rabbit 
and all. Eeyore, Christopher Robin and Pooh, and Rabbit's relations all went too. And where the pole was, none of them knew. Sing hey for Owl and Rabbit and all. Hush, said Christopher Robin, turning round to Pooh. We're just coming to a dangerous place. Hush, said Pooh, turning round quickly to Piglet. Hush, said Piglet to Kanga. Hush, said Kanga to Owl, while Roo said hush several times to himself very quietly. Hush, said Owl to Eeyore. Hush, said Eeyore to all Rabbit's friends and relations, and hush they said hastily to each other all down the line until it got to the last one of all. And the last and smallest friend and relation was so upset to find that the whole expedition was saying hush to him that he buried himself head downwards in a crack in the ground and stayed there for two days until the danger was over and then went home in a great hurry and lived quietly with his aunt ever afterwards. His name was Alexander Beetle. They had come to a stream which twisted and tumbled between high, rocky banks, and Christopher Robin saw at once how dangerous it was. This is just the place, he explained, for an ambush. What sort of a bush? whispered Pooh to Piglet. A gorse bush. My dear Pooh, said Owl in his superior way. Don't you know what an ambush is? Owl, said Piglet, looking round at him. Pooh's whisper was a perfectly private whisper. An ambush, said Owl, is a sort of surprise. So is a gorse bush sometimes, said Pooh. An ambush, as I was about to explain to Pooh, said Piglet, is a sort of surprise. If people jump out at you suddenly, that's an ambush, said Owl. It's an ambush, Pooh, when people jump at you suddenly, explained Piglet. Pooh who now knew what an ambush was, said that a gorse bush had sprung at him suddenly one day when he fell off a tree and he had taken six days to get the prickles out of himself. We are not talking about gorse bushes, said Owl a little crossly. I am, said Pooh. They were climbing very cautiously up the stream now, going from rock to rock, and after they had got a little way, they came to a place where the banks widened out at each side, so that on each side of the water 
there was a level strip of grass on which they could sit down and rest. As soon as he saw this, Christopher Robin called, Halt! And they all sat down and rested. I think, said Christopher Robin, that we ought to eat all our provisions now so that we shan't have so much to carry. Eat all our what? said Pooh. All that we've brought, said Piglet, getting to work. That's a good idea, said Pooh, and he got to work too. Have you all got something? asked Christopher Robin with his mouth full. All except me, said Eeyore, as usual. He looked round at them in his melancholy way. I suppose none of you are sitting on a thistle by any chance. I believe I am, said Pooh. He got up and looked behind him. Yes, I was. I thought so. Thank you, Pooh, if you've quite finished with it. He moved across to Pooh's place and began to eat. It don't do them any good, you know sitting on them, he went on as he looked up, munching. Takes all the life out of them. Remember that another time, all of you. A little consideration, a little thought for others, makes all the difference. As soon as he had finished his lunch, Christopher Robin whispered to Rabbit, and Rabbit said, Yes, yes, of course. And they walked a little way up the stream together. I don't want the others to hear, said Christopher Robin. Quite so, said Rabbit, looking important. It's... I wondered, Rabbit. I suppose you don't know. What does the North Pole look like? Well said Rabbit, stroking his whispers. Now you're asking me. I did know once, only I've sort of forgotten, said Christopher Robin carelessly. It's a funny thing, said Rabbit, but I've sort of forgotten too, although I did once know. I suppose it's just a pole, stuck in the ground. Sure to be a pole, said Rabbit, because of calling it a pole. And if it is a pole, well, I should think it would be sticking in the ground, shouldn't you? Because then there'd be nowhere else to stick it. Yes, that's what I thought. The only thing, said Rabbit, is where is it sticking? That's what we're looking for, said Christopher Robin. They went back to the others. Piglet was lying on his back, sleeping peacefully. Roo was washing his face and paws in the stream, while Kanga explained to everybody proudly that this was the first time he had ever washed his face himself. And Owl was telling Kanga an interesting anecdote 
full of long words like encyclopedia and rhododendron, to which Kanga wasn't listening. I don't hold with all this washing, said Eeyore. This modern behind-the-ears nonsense. What do you think of it, Pooh? But we shall never know what Pooh thought, for there came a sudden squeak from Rue, a splash and a cry of alarm from Kanga. So much for washing, said Eeyore. Rue's fallen in, said Rabbit, and he and Christopher Robin came rushing down to the rescue. Look at me swimming, squeaked Rue from the middle of his pool, and he was hurried down a waterfall into the next pool. Are you all right, Rue, dear? called Kanga anxiously. Yes, said Rue. Look at me swimming. And down he went, over the next waterfall, into another pool. Everybody was doing something to help. Piglet, wide awake suddenly, was jumping up and down and making, oh, I say, noises. Owl was explaining that in a case of sudden and temporary immersion, the important thing was to keep the head above water. Kanga was jumping along the bank, saying, Are you sure you're all right, Roo, dear? To which Roo, from whatever pool he was in at the moment, was answering, Look at me swimming! Eeyore had turned round and hung his tail over the first pool into which Roo fell, and with his back to the accident, was grumbling quietly to himself and saying, All this washing, but catch on to my tail, little Roo, and you'll be all right. And Christopher Robin and Rabbit came hurrying past Eeyore and were calling out to the others in front of them. All right, Roo, I'm coming, called Christopher Robin. Get something across the stream lower down, some of you fellows, called Rabbit. But Pooh was getting something. Two pools below Roo, he was standing with a long pole in his paws, and Kanga came up and took one end of it, and between them they held it across the lower part of the pool, and Roo still bubbling proudly, look at me swimming, drifted up against it and climbed out. Did you see me swimming? squeaked Roo excitedly, while Kanga scolded him and rubbed him down. Pooh, did you see me swimming? That's called swimming, what I was doing. Rabbit, did you see what I was doing? Swimming! Hello, Piglet. I say, Piglet, what do you think I was doing? Swimming. Christopher Robin, did you see me? But Christopher Robin wasn't listening. He was looking at Pooh. Pooh, he said, where did you find that pole? 
Pooh looked at the pole in his hands. I just found it, he said. I thought it ought to be useful. I just picked it up. Pooh, said Christopher Robin solemnly. The expedition is over. You have found the North Pole. Oh, said Pooh. Eeyore was sitting with his tail in the water when they all got back to him. Tell Rue to be quick, somebody, he said. My tail's getting cold. I don't want to mention it, but I just mention it. I don't want to complain, but there it is. My tail's cold. Here I am, squeaked Rue. Oh, there you are. Did you see me swimming? Eeyore took his tail out of the water and swished it from side to side. As I expected, he said, lost all feeling, numbed it. That's what it's done. Numbed it. Well, as long as nobody minds, I suppose it's all right. Poor old Eeyore, I'll try it for you said Christopher Robin, and he took out his handkerchief and rubbed it up. Thank you, Christopher Robin. You're the only one who seems to understand about tales. They don't think. That's what's the matter with some of these others. They've no imagination. A tale isn't a tale to them. It's just a little bit extra at the back. Never mind, Eeyore said Christopher Robin, rubbing his hardest. Is that better? It's feeling more tail-like, perhaps. It belongs again, if you know what I mean. Hello, Eeyore, said Pooh, coming up to them with his paw. Hello, Pooh. Thank you for asking, but I shall be able to use it again in a day or two. Use what? said Pooh. What we're talking about, said Eeyore. I wasn't talking about anything, said Pooh, looking puzzled. My mistake again. I thought you were saying how sorry you were about my tail being all numb. Could you do anything to help? No, said Pooh. That wasn't me. Then he thought for a little and suggested helpfully. Perhaps it was somebody else. Well, thank him for me when you see him. Pooh looked anxiously at Christopher Robin. Pooh's found the North Pole, said Christopher Robin. Isn't that lovely? Pooh looked modestly down. Is that it? said Eeyore. Yes, said Christopher Robin. Is that what we were looking for? Yes, said Pooh. Oh, said Eeyore. Well, anyhow, it didn't rain, he said. They stuck the pole in the ground and Christopher Robin tied a message onto it. North Pole, discovered by Pooh. Pooh found it. Then they all went home again. And I think, but I'm not quite...
quite sure that Rue had her hot bath and went straight to bed. But Pooh went back to his own house and feeling very proud of what he had done, had a little something to revive himself.